the way cashier cashless stores are rolling out, it's only going to be in big cities and rich suburbs. So the way we shop is going to get more, you know, regional, just like our politics. And it's just going to be another thing that makes us feel different from one another. Hey, it's to buy or boycott with Allison and Bridget. This week, we're talking about cashless stores. Are you concerned about what they mean for the future of retail? Have you given them much thought? Is cash still king? Let's talk about it. We want to help you make conscious consumption decisions and feel good about the likes you give and the money you spend on goods and services. If you just discovered a new brand on Facebook and have so many questions, those are the conversations we want to be a part of. Send us an email at tobuyorboycott at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at tobuyorboycott. This week, our Twitter poll showed that 83% of respondents love cashless stores and 17% weren't sure. I feel like these results actually reflect how I felt about this topic before I really started doing research. I rarely use cash and find stores like Amazon Go fascinating, but I have a feeling there were some like security and social ramifications of this technology that I hadn't really considered. And as we started to do the research, that's kind of where I landed. You know, right before recording, I met with a mentor who is a former EVP of brand innovation at Macy's. So he's like been kind of thinking about this evolution for a while. And he paid for our our coffee with cash, which was notable to me because I also never use cash anymore. And I had originally planned for us to meet at this hip coffee shop that explicitly has cashless, like in gold lettering on the door as a badge of honor. And he overwhelmingly said boycott to cashless stores um, because he likes the freedom to choose how he pays. You know, like sometimes you want to have a quick transaction that doesn't involve a signature and doesn't involve like leaving biometric information at the door. (laughs) And it's kind of like the ever presence of the man, like any good old hippie, Um, you know, not wanting people to be able to watch you all the time. And I feel like this really got into the root of the podcast, you know, for me, because this technology is convenience and efficiency, but it's in direct conflict with privacy and equality. Yeah, that's so interesting. I feel like, yeah, when I was talking to friends, it's like the younger, my younger friends or my peers, they're just like, oh, well, cash is inconvenient and I always carry a credit card. But when I talk to my dad... For him, it was also, there was something about having cash that felt made him feel secure and that made him feel like it was a status symbol for him. Right. And we're actually sitting at a table with another one of his friends who just happily like pulled out his, his wallet with like a huge wad of cash and was like, look at this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and that would be worthless in, in a store like this. Have you ever actually been to a cashless store? Yes. So I have been to Amazon Go um, in Seattle, as well as retailers like Everlane and Apple that only accept cash. When I was thinking about cashless stores, I think Apple might have been one of the first big retailers actually to make that jump. Because when I was Googling, they did that back in 2010, which feels really ahead of the curve. Yeah. I had no idea, but I guess who pays for Apple products in cash? Although that's you know a limited worldview right. position. Right. So the Amazon Go store is kind of the next step in the cashless store revolution. Go stores are not only cashless, but they're basically employee list too. 
the way that it works is you scan an app that's connected to your Amazon account. When you enter and when you're done, you just walk out. Um, every item in the store has a sensor on it so they know when you pick it up and there's cameras everywhere. It doesn't actually feel like there's cameras everywhere. You don't see them. So it doesn't feel like you're kind of in this weird world. It just feels, it actually feels like kind of like a fancy 7-Eleven, but you are being watched <laughs> from every angle. And your emotions are being read and your face, your age and demographics are being gleaned from just standing there looking at something. Oh my gosh, completely. Yeah. When you pick up an item, the system makes a note of that, and but it doesn't charge you until you walk out of the store. So, you know, people, like, you can pick something up, you can actually put it down somewhere else, and it won't charge you. They are in this kind of interesting phase right now where they're still really testing this, and so there's this fun novelty right now of being able to walk into a store and you walk out, and it feels almost like you're allowed to steal something. <laughs> and actually, they uh, are encouraging you to kind of try to trick the system, to shop the way that you would, to do things that that you actually think might trick the system, um, because they're still in this learning phase. So so they're, it, it's fun. It's a novelty. And I know that Walmart is actually working on on a similar concept. And Amazon is, is very bullish about this. They are projecting that they're going to open 3,000 of these stores by 2021. You know, what's wild is I spent the week at NRF, which is the National Retail Federation's big show. So it's the largest international convention of retailers from like mom and pops to e-com only to like, you know, huge conglomerates that we don't even know of in America because but they've got 6,000 stores in Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, and this technology of cashless stores is everywhere in China and they you know, it's not something that they are seeing as a future technology. It's something that's happening right now. And you go through, like Intel had an incredible booth where you went through all of the technologies that are at play inside of a cashless store. So like, yes, from the advertising, from like when you are looking at what seems to be just a digital screen, they are actually picking up all sorts of data points from you and serving you content based on who you are. And that's your kind of only human interaction in this store is with ads that are built for you specifically. So I, you know, I spent a lot of time there like doing these demos of the cashierless store, just thinking about what the kind of interactions between the workers and the end user is going to be and what that means for just like our decency to one another. Because buying things used to be, you know, one of the last places that we still had to have human interaction. Like if you had to go to a convenience store, if you needed something in less than an hour and an Uber couldn't deliver it, you like had to talk to a person. But now like, you you know, I imagine a world where you just run all of your errands with AirPods in and you never say hello or you never have to have manners. And it just makes me anxious to think about how we treat each other when we aren't forced to smile or be pleasant to a stranger for like even one minute. Um, and then everything around you is tailored to you. Um, so you feel like you're kind of like walking around in this bubble of your yeah. life all the time. Yeah. So something that you said about the in these cashless stores, the technology is tracking you. They're judging your emotions. They're looking at what you do, what you don't pick up. Like all of that is already happening online. So, you know, I work in digital marketing and there are these really cool well, cool, what a, you know, cool in air quotes here, <laughs> um, services that will allow 
websites to track like where your mouse is, how long does it hover, where do you scroll down, um, how long do you spend on on those things. So we're already doing all of this uh, online, and then obviously all of the things that you see on your Instagram feed are already kind of catered to you. So this like bubble is happening, but yeah, like if it happens in the real world too, like possible to opt out of. And I think this like social component that you're talking about too is something to be concerned about. I'm already that person that wears my AirPods whenever I'm running errands. I realize that society is missing out on something when we eliminate the opportunity for pleasantries and those kind of serendipitous encounters. But I'm less worried about that and a little bit more worried about how cashless stores impact unbanked and underbanked populations. So, you know, that you started this off by talking about you and your mentor going to a store and there's this sign out front that kind of, sorry, the dog is barking. Uh, that's kind of is this like gold plated thing that says we don't accept cash and it feels this like this badge of honor or like a code for rich people. And I think there that does really ring true. A Gallup poll from 2016 showed that a quarter of Americans use cash to make all of their purchases and over 2 million Americans have no affiliation with a bank. Mm. So if we start to move towards a retail environment that requires a relationship with a financial institution, what does that mean for these people? Are financial institutions going to eliminate minimum balances, monthly fees, penalties for overdrafts? And it's been proven that stores don't have a good handle on track. <laughs> I mean, like looking at every major retailer from airlines to, you know, clothing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, states are passing laws against Castler stores. Like New Jersey is um, hmm. on the way to ratifying it. Massachusetts actually passed a law against it in 1978. To really? Or to protect its citizens against predatory credit card practices, which yeah. I think seems very prescient. You know, they were also healthcare innovators. So yeah, a huge consumer protection state. And that's important in this instance, because that's the concern that I think the 87 respond or 87% of respondents on Twitter aren't taking into consideration because we're all just set up so comfortably to kind of take advantage of the ease of cashless stores. Yeah. Well, one thing about the the ease of cashless stores is that like when you use a credit card, it's also really easy to lose track of how much you're spending. And I think one thing that has come up with my friends who do use cash all the time is that it is this really handy way to stay on a budget. Not only is there just the like physical, like, do I have the money to pay for this? But also there is there's kind of interesting psychology around when you have to hand over cash versus when you hand over over a credit card, like the visceral psychological experience of paying for those items is vastly different. So if we move towards this cashless society, it would be really great to see more investment being made in financial literacy and innovative tools that help people be better at budgeting. Absolutely. But I mean, that's part of uh, and just another example of kind of these technologies getting ahead of where our legislators are, because yeah. there should be parameters around how fast we can move when the technology that we currently have is fine. Raise the floor, get everyone to the point where they can have you know adequate access to capital, and then like let's find like more efficient ways to spend it. Yeah. I think one place when I was doing my research that is interesting to look at as you think about all of the ramifications, um, both security and socially and culturally, about moving towards cashless store or a kind of a cashless future is Sweden. They are 
moving towards this future really quickly. So half of Sweden's retailers predict that they will go cashless in the next six years. And it seems like it's pretty divided. There are some Swedes that are super excited about this. In fact, I found out that 4,000 of them have actually already implanted microchips in their hands that enable them to pay for things like rail travel, food, and even like entry into offices. Others are a little more a little more wary. Uh, they've been talking about especially how this will impact older generations who are less familiar and less comfortable with technology. I know my grandmother to this day has never used an ATM because she doesn't trust them. So like I was kind of thinking maybe I should talk to her about Amazon Go, like explain <laughs> it to her and just record what her reaction would be because I'm super like I, I, I don't know I don't know how much technology I would have to explain just to begin to have the conversation with her about um, how you just walk into a store and walk right. out and that yeah. was an acceptable yeah yeah and and just being on camera like how that works is that you're on camera that they're recording everything that's the that's the agreement between there I just think that it would blow her mind I also don't think that she knows that she, how much she's already being tracked so you know program I'm just gonna scare her <laughs> and like isn't the nature of transacting like can feel physical so it's just Mm -hmm. so interesting that like we're taking the that kind of physical seal of approval out of a transaction because then it just it becomes very mindless like you have to think so much less about you know each person each interaction I worry that that's actually going to lead to just an enormous like an enormous increase in cyber it's cyber attacks because like your digital privacy, like you're so much more anonymous than you ever were before. So who am I to you? I'm just like a tick in an algorithm. So like you can steal from me versus like when I was your neighborhood merchant, like you were not going to steal from Mm -hmm. me because like I was a member of your community. And so it's just like, you know, us putting, all of our trust in the blockchain, which is just an accounting system that most of us don't understand. It's just like when we physically hand over money, we are forced to think a little bit more about like what that purchase means and like what's being lost, you know, from us. It, yeah. It's just like, it's already so simple to swipe and click. Like what happens when you don't even have to move to transact? Totally. Yeah, the, the security concerns are are real, and a cashless society really requires us all to rely on these things and to put our trust in them, and it makes us really vulnerable to IT failures and to systematic hacking. Yes, and I mean, this made me think a lot about the Andrew Ross Sorkin suggestion that credit card companies should not allow guns to be purchased on credit cards, and that would be like one mm-hmm. way to attack gun, you know, gun ownership in America. And that just seems to most, you know, to most people, that seems like wild overreach that, you know, you could just decide one line item on your credit card could no longer go through anymore, like seemingly arbitrarily. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what happens when all of your purchases are able to be tracked and monitored? You know, that's that is what's happening in China. And like, so what we're debating is already a fact because they are consenting to, you know, like Sweden people are opting in, 4,000 people are opting in for the greater number, like turning over their biometric data in China in order to like feel that kind of like trust compact with their government, which allows them to feel comfortable spending this kind of, you know, 
digital money um, because they've already given up that privacy. At, at NRF, every technology was prefaced by the vendor explaining, like, we don't store unique customer data. Like, privacy is our primary concern. Like, we know a lot about you, but it's not <laughs> you. Like, we couldn't put your face and your address and your name and your, like, then your credit card history together. But what happens when you do take that, you know, not to keep focusing on this, but you take away that human interaction and you don't substitute it with government. It just makes fraud seem that much more likely and impersonal, or you're just giving all your trust to Facebook or the tech, you know, oh God, it's just, it seems like we're not, we're not there. We're not there. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It, I, I completely agree. It makes it, thinking about this topic makes me go a little bit crazy with like, all of the secure, all of the security concerns yeah. for me, it definitely, it definitely circles, circles back to that. And I do think, you know, to your point earlier, there also is like a social component to it too. And I think, you know, I don't want to forget the kind of conversation around the impact that this has on older people and the impact that this has on large groups of people who just aren't right now participating in in the banking system. And, you know, we didn't touch on a whole portion of the conversations, which is from the merchant's point of view, which is like how hmm. businesses change when you don't have to worry about shortage in the register and what the training time is. And I understand that there are business efficiencies, but I think that this hmm. podcast is really trying to better uncover like those kind of social ills that may be undercover because like it's definitely easier we came into this like, yeah <laughs> I know that it's easier but my yeah. final verdict is is boycott the strict ban on cashless so i think i am by but find ways to advocate for consumer privacy protections and inclusion and inclusion for marginalized populations well, good thing I live in New York where it's way less likely we're going to get overrun by cashless stores anytime soon. And I will support my cash accepting hip coffee shops. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on cashless stores? Did we miss something? Are there additional concerns that you have? Are you totally for it? Are you totally against it? Join us on Twitter and tell us what you're thinking. And tune in next week when we talk about consumer feminism. Do t-shirts that say things like the future is female help or hurt? If you have a suggestion for a product or a company that you'd like us to review or discuss, tell us on Twitter at to buy or boycott or email us at to buy or boycott at gmail.com. Bye. Boycott.